This week on Right Now, just how harmful is your mobile phone? Former marketing specialist for Australia's largest telecommunications company, Renat Strahlhofer, joins us to talk about the dangers of EMF radiation, the fraudulent safety protocols used by the industry and the establishment's seemingly anti-human agenda. To watch the full interview and all our other guests, please click on to iconic.com and start a free seven-day trial. Hello and welcome to Right Now. This week, the mainstream media finally admitted that lockdowns killed people. The Telegraph in the UK went with a headline along the lines of lockdown effects feared to be killing more people than the Rona. Unexplained excess deaths outstripped those from the virus as medics call figures terrifying. Now, while on the face of it, it's a vindication for those of us tinfoil hat-wearing granny killers that were pointing this out way back in March 2020. And it is a positive in the sense that with this admission, it will be harder to try and justify lockdowns in the future. But I ask the question, as I always ask the question when the bobbleheads admit something seemingly against the official narrative, why are you telling me this? For what reason are you admitting this? Now, lockdown's killed. I know that from personal experience. People that had taken their own lives and people that died because they were told to stay home and isolate when they were unwell and later died as a result of not being treated for the illness they had. But it feels to me that in the minds of the establishment, a small admission of guilt to explain away something is better than a larger, more honest one. Now take a scenario like this. You've been having an affair for months. Your partner starts to suspect something. One night you return home late, the smell of perfume all over your clothes. Now you can't explain it away with nothing, so you need to give something to resolve the sense of suspicion that your partner has. So you admit you made a mistake. You had a few too many. I kissed a stranger in a club. It was a horrible mistake. It will never happen again. You grovel. Now it explains the perfume. Your partner feels vindicated for their doubts and suspicions and you begin to try and rebuild your relationship and trust. But all the while, the affair continues. That's my suspicion here. Renat Strahlhofer was a marketing specialist for the largest telecommunications company in Australia during their $1 billion 3G rollout. She soon realized that the sales hype surrounding the rollout were being prioritized over the community's very real concerns over the new network's potential health and safety impacts. Deeply disillusioned by the lack of industry regulation, not to mention safety science, Renat left her role and indeed Australia for almost a decade. On her return to Byron Bay in May 2019, she was drawn to putting things right by joining the Northern Rivers for Safe Technology group. Today, she is one of the group's core strategists and part of a collective of activist parents on the front lines. She's also the creator of We're Not Sam's. It's a real pleasure to have her with us now. Welcome to the show. Uh, what was it that you saw in particular that, that told you that, you know, there's something wrong here in terms of safety and made you kind of think twice about your role within the company? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When you start to question safety, you do get stonewalled, especially in the largest telco where I worked, which was Telstra. And the impetus for that was really because my husband started to complain about symptoms, um, in, especially his sleep. Um, after the rollout and our new router entered the home. And so when I went asking questions, what I uncovered was that mobile phones are being tested on a plastic dummy called Sam. And that's something that I almost, you know, you have to gulp when you go through these processes, especially when I relay these stories. Because what happens in these moments is it stamps you and it's something that you have to come back to in your lifetime. And I really believe that's what I was here to do. 
my um, path has kind of led me to, to where I am now and exposing this dummy in the room. And he's Specific Anthropomorphic Mannequin. It's an acronym for SAM. And it is how they've been testing mobile phones for safety since the mid-90s. And every device around the world is tested. It's a standardized test. I know there's no standard dummy, but this in this case there is. And um, that's how they've been testing mobile phones for safety. That's extraordinary. How do they claim that that works in terms of it being in any way comparable with a human being? Well, it's definitely not comparable to a human being. And I'll give you some interesting um, little facts about it, actually. The way in which they test this dummy for safety is they put a spacer between his ear and his head and they measure him for around six minutes of a call. So they add liquid into his head and they measure thermal effects only. So it's not a biological test. They don't, you know, this dummy does not have skin organs, cells, DNA, none of that. Um, and what we realise is that when we look deeper into this the research is that children absorb 150% more radiation than this dummy does. So this dummy was based on a military recruit. You know, that's they took the top 10% of military recruits in the late 80s and they said, we're going to create mobile phones for this guy. And this stereotype only represents 3% of the world's population. These are the strongest, fittest men in our society, six foot two tall adult males with five kilogram heads. And that's basically what they're basing this test on is this six foot adult male. And that is not the, you know, it doesn't include children, women, elderly, none of that. It is solely a test on a dummy because it was designed to be fraudulent. It was designed to be negligent so that all of these technologies could proliferate the market. And that's exactly what's happened. Their agenda was to create a test that could get all this technology out there so that people become addicted. And that's where we're at today, which is mass surveillance. And that's their push with 5G. Because obviously, uh, uh, um, someone like that, I mean, their, their skulls are going to be way, way thicker, aren't they? And therefore, their, kind of, their brain is going to be protected much better than a child, but also better than someone like myself or yourself as well. That's right. And our brain is not liquid. You know, it's a complex bioelectrical system. You know, it's, it's vulnerable to damage from high-intensity electromagnetic fields and radiation that's emitted by this technology. We know that studies um, that are based on brain scans or MRI, EEGs, they provide irrefutable evidence of harm from these wireless devices that are non-thermal exposures. Now, these mobile phones and wireless devices, we know they change brainwave activity and they impair blood flow to the brain, they damage the blood-brain barrier, they interfere with brain cell communication to break brain cells down. And if you look at it on a larger scale, you'll understand that there is an agenda at play to tamper with our DNA. And wireless radiation does that as well. Wireless radiation tampers with your DNA, which is your mission call of your receiver and transmitter of information. This is how you perceive the world. So when you're tampering with DNA, you're tampering with perception of reality. And I think that if you look at this on a deeper scale, what you realize is that, yes, they're testing on a dummy, but there's an anti-life agenda that's going on here. And, you know, it's just a, it's just interesting that they test a smartphone on a dummy. It's, you know, it's quite ludicrous and there's a lot of symbolism behind that. It's interesting as well, you talk about DNA given, given the, the, the last two years. I mean, with, with the rollout of, of, obviously since you were working there of 4G, uh, now 5G, 
Have the health um, implications got a lot worse? And, and, and with that, has the kind of the transparency, you know, become e even more ridiculous? Yeah, there are over 2,000 peer-reviewed research papers that demonstrate harm to human health. And that's from existing generations of wireless radiation. I'm talking 2, 3, 4G. And we need to understand that these aren't replacements. These are additions in our atmosphere. So 3G doesn't replace, oh, sorry, 4G doesn't replace 3G, etc. These are just ad adding to the atmosphere of, of these waves. And, and 3G and 4G have circular beam forms, and that's how they enter. And 5G, when they enter, they, they go to millimetre waves. They can get into a what's called a laser beam or bullet in the air. It's, it's millimetre waves. And the effects that have been shown just from 2G, 3G and 4G are short-term memory problems, concentration issues, sleep disruption, headaches, dizziness, fatigue, um, immune dysfunction, skin rashes, um, oxygen depletion, changes in cardiac function, issues with your fertility, um, DNA damage, as, as I've said, and blood-brain barrier damage. And these are just the tip of the iceberg. There was a landmark ruling last year by Children's Health Defence and Environmental Health Trust that should have been on every single major magazine, newspaper and news outlet across the world. It was a landmark ruling as big as asbestos and tobacco that showed that this dummy test is fraudulent and negligent and that they've got to test, they've got to test differently. So there was over 11,000 pages of evidence that was submitted to show harm. The fact that that's ignored, um, I agree with you in the sense that there's obviously something behind that. And you, you have to have a kind of anti-human way of looking at the world if, 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 you're, if you're able to look the other way and allow that to happen, um, especially with, with children, that, that, just, that just gets me completely. Well, what changes have you managed to, to, to make through your Safe Technology Group, through I Am Not Sam? Yeah, well, there's been quite a... I mean, we've been running this campaign now for a number of years, just about... We're on to our fourth year now, and we've received generous do donations to keep this campaign going. We've got worldwide scientists and whistleblowers that have come forward and exposed the lies and corruption in the telco industry, not just myself. And we've, you know, supported the legal action that was taken by Children's Health Defence and Environmental Health Trust. We've collaborated with safe technology um, products that are out there. We developed our own show that was, you know, really about interviewing world-renowned experts and freedom or uh, freedom. I should say freedom oriented visionaries and they were asked to join us to you know to talk about what's coming up next and in a in a, in a positive way as well like we've got to realize that in as much as what I'm talking about sounds really terrible and doomish that this is you know this is about the lesson here and the lesson is to raise our own frequency and how do we connect to the natural web of life rather than the artificial web of life and these are the questions that we've got to start asking ourselves because what's coming is this fourth industrial revolution where they want to see artificial intelligence and gene editing and advanced robotics and basically want to see us come out of our bodies and give our bodies away to the cloud. And so if we really want to get serious about what's in store, we have to get in touch with ourselves, with our get, get back to the inner work and connect to our communities, to our farmers, because the grid that they're presenting us with, if we comply to that, if we consent to that, and QR codes and vaccine passports and all of that is just the preliminary steps of something that is far more advanced with things like geofencing, where you know if you go to the bathroom and they pick up some specimen in your 
in the, in the bathroom, in, in your smart toilet, you won't even be able to leave your home because you'll have geofencing that will prevent you from actually leaving your home. This is the extent of obedience and surveillance that they're presenting at places like the World Economic Forum. So we need to start getting really clear about our connection to what is real. And we've got to get clear on humanism again, rather than all this you know, tech consumerism that we've got going on at the moment. It is extraordinary, actually. You're saying all that, and it's like they want us to look at climate change as, as this threat to the, the human family. And actually, they're, they're telling you what they're doing in terms of this artificial intelligence, particularly the World Economic Forum. And that is a massive threat to humanity, because once that comes in, we're, we're no longer human. Uh, how, how bad do you, do you see it getting? Because I know if, I mean, people are waking up, up to it, but you know, China's talking about 6G, 7G now as well. How bad do you see it getting in terms of health consequences for, for, say, the masses before they start to come on board and say, hang on, something's wrong here? Well, firstly, I mean, I'd say I'm an apocaloptimist. Like, I think there's a lot of dark things that are on the horizon. But I've actually seen the goodwill of humanity over the last few years, and I've seen people get clear on their values and you know, and support their you know local farmers and see through the narratives. I mean, there's been so many narratives that have been conveniently placed during this pandemic, and so many more people are questioning those narratives, and I think that's a good thing. But the the, the reason I'm concerned is because, and I talked about the inner work, is that. It's really easy to point the finger at corruption in governments and World Economic Forum, you know, the Klaus Schwab's of the world. It's easy to point the fingers at these people and these corrupt beings, but it is simply a reflection of our disconnection. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is like, I was quite critical and I was very angry when I uncovered about, you know, the Sam dummy. I, I couldn't believe that my colleagues who I adored and who I'd worked with for a number of years could choose to look the other way. And what it comes back to for me today is that we've got to make better choices about our own judgments. And I looked at people that were masking their children and I had that feeling of inner judgment. And I look at people that give their devices to kids as babysitters and I feel that inner judgment come through me. And so what I'm realizing is it's just a reflection in the outer world of what's really happening for me in my inner world. And my inner world is, am I masking up? Am I disconnected? These are all reflections of things that I think nature is presenting to us to be able to resolve. And so we get the choice to build alternative pathways and we have so many visionaries, dream makers, rebels, truth seekers out there today, more, I think more than ever. And we've got the opportunity now to build the world that we want to live in, or we can bang on about the world and their plans, or we create our own. And I'm, I'm very big on creating the way forward, um, but I'm not bypassing what I'm seeing. So I think there needs to be a good balance of having that awareness of what's going on, but moving in the direction of, of change and moving in the direction of creative um, potential because there is tension right now. It's necessary tension. All life force create, you know, is based on necessary tension. And I think that if we are to move through this, then we've got to get into radical responsibility. And that's something that I advocate as part of the We Are Not Sam campaign. I say the power is in your hands. And the first step we say to send a message to these big telcos and big tech and also to ourselves is to boycott 5G phones. That actually disables the network connection. It's that simple. You don't buy the phone, you don't enable the connection to the network. That's so great. that is something that people need to understand. 
Thank you so much for, for one, thank you so much for talking to us, but also for that, that positive message at the end there, because that's great. I think uh, that's a, an issue that a lot of people have is kind of like, well, what can I do? What can I do? Well, actually, there's lots of things you can do, and, and they can be, like you've said there, just the seemingly small things, but they're making a massive difference. So thank you for that, and thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Jamie Icke, CEO and founder of Iconic. People regularly ask me why do we charge for our services? Well, the answer is simple. The ambition here is to build the biggest independent media platform in the world with the highest production standards. We've recently introduced a brand new $7.99 pricing plan to make Iconic affordable for all. For just a couple of cups of coffee a month, you can access the world's premier media source. Take out a seven day free trial today and come and see what Iconic has to offer.